So unusually, we're going to start the Nunhurst podcast this week um, by introducing a track before. Um, we don't normally do this, we normally kick off with uh, one of the sort of bangers that we've picked. Uh, but this uh, episode is a bit of a special one. So we're going to be not counting down uh, 10 tracks, uh, we're going to be sort of highlighting 10 uh, of the albums that we um, particularly enjoyed this year. And um, yeah, I think we've got some bangers here. I mean, we, to be honest, we've played um, a lot of these quite recently, so we've tried to pick tracks that we haven't already played on the podcast, but uh, from the same album of, of ones we've maybe highlighted through the year. We're really spoiled for choice, I think, weren't we, Pete? I mean, there was like, I had at least 30 yeah. albums to sort of slimmed down and we kind of yeah. compared notes yeah I, yeah i went through all our podcasts and kind of went through the song you think you know how many have we done this year 30 40 um yeah. and we've picked nine songs each, you know for each podcast and then you think we picked those songs for a reason you know it's not like we just picked any old nine so it, it was hard going and then you, you think oh it's definitely going to be that album but it turns yeah. out you you know it was it had one or two good songs in it rather than a full album so yeah, this was a long process. I think the stuff that we've picked is pretty accurate, and I think it's it's stuff that we both agree on, and you know, not that we disagree very much on this on this podcast, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. So I mean, we've got ten tracks to sort of look at, and yeah, I think the first one is is just testament to the fact that we played this probably last week, I think. So Undergang, uh, who we've talked about at length on the last podcast, late comer this year. I mean, we, we said last time people make their end of year list in November, and then they they forget that there's a whole month despite Christmas, where people like just release amazing stuff like this, really. So, I mean, what else can we say about this album that we didn't say last podcast, really? I mean, it's it's just, it's like an instant classic to me. Yeah, yeah. And I like the fact that, it's, you know, this is the last uh, album, came on our last podcast and it's made it onto the album of the year. It's kind of like, it, it suits its style. It's like the guy who turns up to a gig, who, you know, fucked up scruffy and late, but then kind of owns the room. Yeah. Um, because this is a scuzzy sound you know that you can imagine it's it's old school it's equally death doom and death gore grind stuff and then as i said last week you know this massive it's done as crustily as possible it's crustily a word i don't know um, <laughs> it is now yeah a mixture of like autopsy carcass and discharge down in the dirt and blood death metal and it's as it's everything that that conjures or promises you know i, I think they deliver all of that yeah and I think, we probably didn't mention last time, but the cover is very sort of 1980s horror. Um, it looks kind of cod horror sort of stuff. I, I quite like that. I don't think we actually touched on that last time. We were, so, we were just raving about it last podcast. So not a lot to add, really, because we, we sort of talked about it at length last podcast, really. Yeah, the album's called uh, Aldrig I Livet, which is Never In My Life as a translation. And we're going to play a song called Unsomelig Omgang Medlig, which means indecent handling of corpses, which is amazing. I think the last one was something about involuntary internal organs being given or something like that. So, yeah, I, I love this kind of stuff. Uh, you can get this at darkdescentrecords.bandcamp.com or you can get it at Misako Unojo Records. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Go and get it now.
So um, I think this next one is a little bit of a, an unusual entry, perhaps, uh, for the Nine Hits podcast because not only did it kind of come out of nowhere, really, and and sort of really surprises, but it's kind of worked its way into our ears, really. So it's a band called Plague Organ. They released a song called Orphan back in uh, August, and uh, it's 39 minutes long, and I'd say it's one of the most interesting songs I've heard in ages, and it's still kind of, it's still very haunting to me now. I mean, did you get a chance to listen to this at time, Pete? Because I think when we played it yeah. before, there was just a, a little excerpt, wasn't there? Yes, and I heard it a couple of times back then, and interestingly, actually, I hadn't considered it for my list. You know, you, you brought this to, you know, to yeah. kind of the, the potential list, and once... I, you know, once I saw it, I thought, yes, that makes sense. You know, it's a 40-minute track. It's, I listened to it at the time. I got it. I, you know, I loved it. We talked about it. And I haven't played it too many times since then. It's quite hard to well, to find the time, but also to find the right atmosphere to, you know, to sit in it. And so when, you know, when you picked it there, I, I kind of had it on again. And then I had, a, had it on again today while I was working. And it was just, you know, I, I'm so glad we've, we've included it because it is, it is so unusual. I loved it. Yeah, I think it's just very listenable. I mean, it, it, it kind of... It's got this very choppy rhythm to it, and apparently it's all made without electric guitars. It's all different kind of instruments making right. this kind of churning black metal sound sounding sort of thing. But mm. it's got like psychedelic stuff in there. And I think what speaks volumes is that I think we're the third podcast that I listened to that have played this as well. So it's it's obviously impressed different waves of people as well. Yeah. So the yeah. the independent music podcast have played it, who play quite esoteric stuff every week. The From the Pit podcast played it, and they're into their sort of you know metallic hardcore, thrash, death metal. So it really crosses a lot of boundaries. I think that yeah. speaks volumes to you know why it's such a special track, really. Yeah, and and this you know. It's it's got a lot of kind of drone elements to it, hasn't it? You know, yeah. the uh, you know it reminded me of like Deaf Kids and Sun as a combination. Yes. You know, yeah. like uh, that kind of industrial. But as a whole, it doesn't seem to change much over the forty minutes. But the subtle changes that you pointed out to me, like there, that's what's key to to keeping your interest, and uh, you get completely locked in. It's got all that. It's got these beastly growls that come out. It's you know, it's utterly dark, but it's got a kind of sci-fi cinematic scope to it. The atmosphere, you can feel it. You know, the atmosphere is prickly, um, and that repetition of like the industrial chimes and the drone rhythms. It's like a hypnotic experience, which you kind of easily get lost within. And it's like if you can find the time, it's something. It's an amazing experience to to commit to. Yeah, you feel like you've come out the other side as as a different person. Perhaps it's like yeah. it's it's um, very sort of uh, affecting. I think is is the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this came out, and and I can't wait to hear what they do next because you know, forty minutes as impressed as this much. Then imagine what an album might be like. I'm I'm interested to see if they can replicate this in shorter songs or whether they can kind of capture something. It's got like kind of that uncanny Aranci Pazuzu sound as well. Like just that a bit weird a bit mm. unsettling, a bit strange. So, yeah, I, I really can't wait to see if they uh, come out with anything else in 2021. But, um, yeah, this is one that stayed with us, and I think that's why we've picked it. So, yeah, the song's called Orphan, and you can get this at plagueorgan.bandcamp.com.
So if we were to pick a a band that would probably be on most people's end of year list, I think this would be it. So Elder uh, returned uh, this year with the excellent uh, album Omens. And um, yeah, Pete, I mean, you, you obviously fell in love with this album when it came out, I think. Um, mm-hmm. You were very impressed. I think I said at the time, I've never got massively into this band, but I, I kind of understand exactly why people like them. And this track, Embers, that we're going to play, just it kind of sums up their sound, doesn't it? It's um, mm. it's progressive, It's but it's full of like really jubilant, proggy kind of goodness, isn't it? Yeah. And actually, that's that's the key to Elder for me. It's it's a subtle art, and it's rare you find it. I think, which is a balance of of a prog approach to heavy music, and to, you know, in particular, Stoner and Doom, which, which Elder came from, without sounding overblown and pompous. And Elder nail it. Nobody, I don't think anybody does it anywhere like this. You know, they stand at the top of the mountain for all of this because they deliver. You know, all the, most of the songs are like ten minutes long on here. The you know the songs of beauty and power and, and evolution and and there's bits of delicacy and then there's you know there's big riffs in there and and they do so with songs of psychedelic exploration allied to a storytelling evolution there's has distinct elements in it so it doesn't feel like it's going off on one you know which you kind of losing you know lose yourself to you know it has these distinct calling points everything about them and, and this album's just i wouldn't say it's necessarily better than what they've done before but it's a maintenance of that and if anything that's kind of the ability to sustain such a high level from great albums they've released uh, over the last few years just points to a you know an amazing band yeah, and like we played uh, the song Halcyon before uh, last time because the last couple of minutes just they, they made me emotional, and that song practically is that you know it's that good, and that's what they do to you. You know they can really they can really affect you. Like we said, you know previously one of the other bands, but yeah, um, they're a band to cherish. I think. Yeah, I think this this song in particular shows off various genres that they seem to just pass through with ease on this one. I mean, there's a bit where there's almost like a scale that builds up and up and up, and it. It just sounds euphoric, and I mm-hmm. think that's a good way to kind of describe Elder in general, to be honest. I think I, I need to probably spend more time with this again. I think I listened to the whole thing a few times when we played it before, but uh, it's one that I've just not come back to for some reason. I mean, it's been so. That's probably um, a good point to kind of bring in, really. The, the fact that this year's just been such a great year for music. I mean, I, I think we, we usually have a healthy amount of, of albums to pick from. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year just seemed we were inundated, um, and I yeah. don't know whether that's just like it was going to be a good year anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. or yeah, whether true. bands just put their heads down and went right, let's get this album out that was possibly going to come out next year, or I don't know. Yeah, Something I, in the I, water. you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we you know we were doing fortnightly you know new release podcasts. We did weekly this year, and I I struggled. To you know, to narrow my list down more than I did last year, which even though doing it twice as frequently, so yeah, incredible, really. The quality as well. It's not just the fact that lots and lots of records have come out. It's the quality, like every single one of these ones that we're going to play tonight. Mm. Yeah, they're just like almost the the best work of of each artist as well. So <laughs> that's not to that's not putting it delicately either. I mean, there's bands here that have done incredible albums. Yeah, I will have to see what people think of this. There's possibly a list of sort of nearly nearly in the 10 that we ought to maybe put up with the description of this podcast because there's just so many mm-hmm. records to uh, to pick. We've we've discovered so much this year as well. Certainly 2020's been a terrible year uh, in real life, but for uh, for bands it's been incredible in terms of releases. So so if you want to check out this, it's uh, off the album Omens by Elder uh, and we're going to play the song Embers. 
so one of the uh, great disappointments uh, this year is that I didn't get to see this band live. So Elephant Tree um, have released a, an album called Habits uh, this year. And yeah, we, we might not have played this very long ago, actually, because I think it only came out... Um, well, it came out in April, but I think we played it a, a bit later than that, it seems. Um, but yeah, it, it's just a, a bit of a masterpiece, really, isn't it? Just so full of ideas and atmosphere. Uh, I remember you picked this one, Pete, and I was quite surprised because you know it's it's very arc tangent um, as a as a release, and it's very sort of post rock inspired, I guess. Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah, I hadn't really thought that. I think they had whether they came from kind of like stoner rock and you know and doom and 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 they definitely had sludge influences on previous albums as well, which you know was always a surprise back then. Never mind now, if you're looking back. So I kind of seen it that light. They you know they have they're not afraid to to bring in that kind of this vast and luxurious sound sort of lends itself to what you're saying i guess in in a sense despite that and the fact that they they can find i think this is the point that you know anybody anyone from say elder to pink floyd you know fans of those bands will find something they like here you know despite all that that they still seem to be like grounded you know whether that's as people i mean i don't know them but you know they're from that kind of London scene where you know Stubb and Chippy Wicked and all that which are all you know all great guys but also musically you know it's beautiful lush sound they've got it's they're not losing themselves down prog wormholes they're not you know the 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 songs are still four or five minutes long they're still not afraid to bring in heavy moments which is you know which is key because you know so it, it it retains that kind of that edge to it, you know, like I say, they, they maybe evolved slightly from a stone and rock. In that sense, I think they're the best this country's produced, which is some statement. But yeah, it's the song craft on here, there's some amazing tracks on here. The whole album's really strong. They've got, they seem to have an ease at playing, you know, I saw them on one of the, one of the live streams, live streams being one of the, you know, one of the positive things of 2020 musically, I think. Um, I saw one of theirs and it's just, They've written a few albums now, which are consistently strong and have these great songs. They've got natural skill, this band, and you know this is their best release, so it should be lauded. Yeah, and I think it's it sort of takes its place here uh, with good reason. I mean, it it sounds triumphant. The whole record, I keep coming back to, because it, it kind of it it just has that longevity to it, and it's mm. yeah. I think they've got. Like you say, the the prog thing nailed without being drawn. Like you say, drawn into these like habits of, of of like bands that can kind of just drone on and on and and not kind of get to the point. I think the focus here is is what I really appreciate, and it's a really neat little album. So uh, back in April, we played the song Sales. Uh, today we're going to play the song Faceless. Uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those albums to kind of absorb all at once. Uh, the, the album's Habits, and you can get this at elephanttreeband.bandcamp.com.
just uh, comparing notes kind of off air and uh, we've just realised that uh, Far Creature, Elder uh, and Elephant Tree who were playing in, in almost order were all um, released around the same week as well so we actually played these all on um, episode 75 of the podcast this year um, pretty amazing coincidence they're all in our top 10 isn't it yeah that was a good week it was yeah I think um, so we're going to play Vile Creature next um, I think anyone unfamiliar with this band is going to be a bit sort of taken aback at how massive they've become this year um, they've they've really nailed um, being in lockdown I think they've kind of embraced the okay, we're not going to be able to tour, what can we do this year? Um, not only is this a, an incredible album, um, it's, it's really sort of pushed them, I think, to the next level. I mean, they were fantastic before. We've, we've seen them live. They're, they're you know incredible live act, and uh, the records have been incredible as well. But this one just, I think they, they previewed it and they, they marked it in the right way. Uh, they, got, they, they just got it so right this year. Um, they really embraced the uh, the quirky merchandise this year. So I, I don't know if um, many people have got this, but uh, they did, um, for one of the Bandcamp fee-free days, they did a mystery um, merch item. I think you paid $8, uh, and you took your chances. It could be anything. Um, and judging uh, on the previous thing, they did gummy worms because of the cover to this record. I won't sort of describe it, but... If you go and have a look at it, they sort of challenge fans to put the gummy worms in their mouth and pose with it. And it turned out to be a cat calendar, <laughs> which is so them. I don't know if you kind of follow them on social media, Pete, but they're, yeah. they're just hilarious people. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that, you know, you think of our creature and you think of how affectionately they're held by so many people, you know, and, and pretty much everyone, in, you know, lives into our music taste, you know, within, you know, our friends love them, you know, and yet if you were to try to describe this to like a non-metal friend you know say a work friend i think out of all the bands you know all of you know every band i listen to kind of confounds my work friends but out of all of them i think i'd struggle most for that contrast between this music that's like pain despair that you know it's drawn out deep and deprived doom and you know it's like an exercise in heaviness at times you know absolute heaviness yet sounds so beautiful and a band's held so affectionately uh, you know and, and almost light-heartedly but with a lot of love it's, it's hard to kind of it would be impossible to explain that i think you know the, i was i was thinking this actually just going off slightly after i dropped my kids off at school it takes me about three minutes to get home um so i, I stick my earphones in and lately uh, well probably for the last several weeks i've been playing the same song just because it's the exact amount of time from door to door which is um Legion of a Different Kind by Undeath, which was very close to making this um, making this top ten because it's a brilliant death metal record, and that's similar. You know, it's it's such a fun song, yet that is you know Cannibal Corpse style death metal again. You, I just you know like you have to live it, don't you? Anyway, you, you know, once you're metal, you know, don't you? I suppose. Anyway, yeah, this, but like. How can you explain like like Harbinger of Doom, which was it, that came? They released that kind of on the Adult Swim compilation uh, in 2019. It still gives me shivers that song. I, I, you know, I said last year, yeah, I said last year that's my favourite song of 2019. Well, now it's come out an album and it can be heard by you know wider. We played on the uh, on the last podcast. It's like You Who Has Never Slept, which is just perfect. There's a song on there called Glory Glory, which is just you know it just completely different from the rest of the album and you know sound doesn't not metal at all but it fits because it, you know that 360 degree contrast 
isn't a surprise. It just works. This is an album curated with with precision and love, and it's not just a com- you know a compilation of songs. It is just it's beautiful music by beautiful people. It, it tops everything they've done, as you alluded to, which itself is you know it's stunning because off, I yeah. love those. Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, I'd say they've had a busy year. To be fair, um, I don't know if you saw they did a live stream where it was. You were like it was like you were at their gig and there was like yes. a horror story narrative yeah, yeah. to it and everything, just brilliant. I can't wait to see. I mean, I, I say this about every band that I like, but I honestly can't. I can't work out where they're gonna go next. You know, they could go anywhere, and that's what's so good about them. I mean, um, we also played. We have to sort of um, mention we played a um, sort of collaboration they did uh, earlier in the year with Bismuth oh, as yeah. well, uh, called Intenebris Lux. Uh, which was out in July, um, and I think that actually soundtracks a video game, and it was like split between BLM and uh, like a forest project that gives money back to nature and stuff. Yeah, so I mean, what a year for them, and and what an achievement! Absolutely amazing record. Uh, it looks like there's still vinyl um, left, so yeah, I, I might actually just um, treat myself for Christmas. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, um, the album's called Glory, Glory, Apathy Took Helm, and we're going to play the song Apathy Took Helm. You can get this at vilecreature.bandcamp.com. <laughs> Yeah. 
One of the labels that we've really um, sunk our teeth into this year, I guess, um, is I Void Hanger Records, who we've, I don't know, dipped into quite a bit. They're an Italian label, and I think it. we had to almost stop ourselves from playing nearly every release this year. I think that's that's true. They've, they've put out some incredible uh, records, and if you're into kind of psychedelic or unusual or off-kilter uh, death metal, black metal, world music even, this is the one to check out. I mean, um, I nearly picked the Neptunian Maximalism uh, record mm-hmm. as well because that was a real piece of work, you know, like a really artistic yeah. piece of work, but also God, God's Bastard that we nearly uh, put on. And I nearly movie. picked the Cosmic Pooch Faction. Yeah. Um, played a band called Kevil as well. So, yeah, I, I'd really um, urge people to go to i-voidhangerrecords.bandcamp.com regardless because, yeah, it, they've just released so many quality things and really, I, I'm really looking forward to what they've got on their books for next year. I mean, I know that they've got a few uh, records coming out in January. But, yeah, we're going to talk about the Aesop Trillium record, which I think, I gather, is doing the rounds on a lot of podcast uh, sort of end of year lists with good reason. I think it made the quietest top ten. Kez Whelan, for his sort of... Um, metal column definitely picked this yeah I, I just i mean i've listened to it again today a few times and i'm getting a lot of i mean i think we said at the time it's a lot of psychedelic stuff on there a lot of sort of fantasy a lot of obtuse kind of sounds on there but to me it's got like an early nile sound to it i heard so much nile in mm. there today i don't know don't know whether i missed it before or whether i'm just you know i'm thinking of them in particular today <laughs> I was listening to it again, and and similarly, I was I'd heard new things, and that is a good thing, you know. This is you go back to this, and it's it sounds completely different every time. And, and what I get, you know, I got almost like a Middle Eastern influence to that, and I guess maybe that's where we're heading, and you know, we're heading towards the same kind of point there, in terms, you know, that non-typical, you know, for kind of Western culture music non-typical influence regional that and the fact you know it's multi-instrumental, that beyond the usual, it, it, despite it being one guy. It's got that. Obviously, it's got a core of black metal, but the layers on it just push us out. You know, you know, you could describe music as you know, you often do describe music as epic or adventurous or taking you on a journey. That that's fair, but this is there's nothing comes close to this. You know, like this deranged story that 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 kind of that you feel you're part of when you when you listen to this. It kind of just whisks you away, and it feels like you're gone for hours as well. Yeah, it's kind of a, a self-created mythos as well. I think there's definitely influences from other, you know, science fiction or, or sort of old religion or something like that. But this is a completely demented take on, on sort of symbolism and traveling and mysticism. And yeah, it's just all that rolled into one. And it's, it's just delightful. Like the whole thing is just a real treat to listen to. It was quite hard to kind of pick another track, wasn't it? Because I mean, they, they all kind of blend into each other in a way, because like you say, it's it's a bit like a, a fragmented journey that it takes you on. But yeah, we, we sort of settled on the sixth passage, Walk the Oracular Way. It feels like being dropped on a map, to be honest, this track. I think you could yes, yeah, really need to kind of yeah. listen to the whole thing at once. You know, it's it's definitely a piece that works as a, an entire yeah. album. Yeah, I'd be, um, I'd be surprised if people haven't heard this already this year, because it's, it's really been everywhere, but it still feels like it, it needs attention. So, yeah, I think we've picked it for a good reason. So the album's called Eternity of Shayog, and you can get this at i-voidhangerrecords.pancamp.com. <laughs> Oh, 
I don't know if we can actually say much more about Hey Colossus than we haven't already said on this podcast. They've been on the podcast. We've played them on the podcast loads. Uh, we played um, one of the songs off this record already, but I don't think we'd really discussed the whole record uh, when this came out because I think it was like a preview track, the, the one with Mark Lanigan that came out earlier on. So Hey Colossus are a band that have been going more than 15 years, I think, now. So they, they've gone through a lot of changes and we've, we've been on about that before. Uh, there's a there's a sort of trio of uh, original members and there's uh, members have been in the band for a, a good few years now and they've they've really st- sort of made their mark and and sort of turned them into this almost I don't know just an alternative to the usual and and you know they're getting a lot of love from the likes of Six Music the likes of you know pretty high profile people are picking them up now and it's it's to me it's been a, a matter of time um, I, I've always seen it but. This album feels like their crowning glory, really, really does. I mean, the, I, I love the record from last year, and yeah, this this one, Dances Curses, is just a, ta- a towering achievement. I think it's just so good. Obviously, we played the Mirror before, which is like a really smoky barroom kind of folky sort of sounding thing. But I think this song that they led with, Donkey Jaw, is one that has uh, really kind of it made me sit up and really listen. I mean, obviously, I'm obsessed with this band, but um, yeah, this this one really impressed me. Yeah. What did you make of this one? Yeah, I love it. And I, I love this song. I love the album. I still think, just as an aside, I still think there's the slightest stone of rock influence buried deep there in is, A yeah. glasses, which yeah. I love. That motoric thing will never leave, I don't think. <laughs> yes, yeah. And there's all kind of Henry Blacker, you know, link, which, anyway, I'm going for Brilliant. And so amazing that they kind of maintain this level, or, you know, or even kind of up here. After, you know, I think it's 2003, they, they, you know, first got together. For them still to be doing this amazing music, this kind of in- inspiring music, when, you know, the shelf life of these bands is, is, is minimal when, you know, I, you, this, you know, they're now spread even further. You know, I think they, they used to be based in the southwest and in London and struggled to get practice time. They're now based all over the UK. So one of the members is in Sheffield. Um, how they're managing to still practice, never mind play gigs and record and everything and record such coherent and brilliant music is is amazing after some how they've still got the energy and it, it brings it back it's probably a point I've, I've alluded to before but if you follow hey colossus where they're like on social media if you've read like joe thompson's book if you've if you've you know chatted to them at gigs that you know they're, they're extremely down to earth they are normal people who love music it's, it's just, this might be just me but i always kind of see you know like people who create music unless I know them, or, you know, like local bands. They're kind of mythical creatures of, of creativity, which, you know, operating on a different, you know, mindset and playing than me. And, um, and it, you know, it tends to be one or the other. It's a binary thing, you know, like local band or, you know, mythical creature. Hey Colossus is probably the only band who bridge both. You know, the fact that you read it, I loved reading that. I loved kind of reading his book, and which said, you know, the struggles of running a record label from your kitchen. I recognised a lot of, you know, my me being a music fan in, in kind of how he wrote about his own music. That, yet these albums are from, you know, from the this other level. And that's what makes them so special. Yeah, I think they're very sort of self-deprecating about their own music as well. They're not very, they don't take themselves incredibly seriously, which is, a, again, part of the charm because when they get on stage and rip into these songs, it's just like... You can tell the rhythm rhythm sections work together for that long, and you can tell they absolutely 
care about their craft. There's so much passion in there. I mean, I have to sort of mention, I mean, the record is a double record and it, it really is quite a lot to digest all at once if you've not sort of familiar with the band. But the central pivot of it all is called A Trembling Rose and it's like a 15 minute epic, really. It sounds like a road trip or something. It sounds like Americana. It sounds like a lot of, if you've read the book uh, that Joe's put out, uh, part of the Sleeve Notes series, um, I think you can actually, actually, a bit of a plug, you can put, pick up for a fiver at the moment uh, before Christmas, they're having a sale. Um, so if you want to pick up Joe's book, it's Sleeve Notes. Um, I think um, there might be ones from uh, Henry Rollins and other people as well. Anyway, knowing Joe's music taste and knowing knowing kind of the bands that he idolises, this kind of sounds like an amalgamation of that in, in, the, in the nicest way possible. It's not kind of um, a load of flattery. It's kind of, you can just hear the influences bubbling under the surface and... Um, They've created like a really special piece of work here, I think. So yeah, I mean, I think we we should just play this song. Um, I think it kind of proves its its own worth in the listening. So uh, this is Donkey Jaw. It's off Dances Curses, and you can get this from HayColossus.Bandcamp.com. You can also pick it up from Wrong Speed Records.
So proof that 2020 has been an absolutely incredible year for music. This, I think we played this uh, band quite recently, so Black Curse, made up of members of some of the best bands um, in you know, heavy music at the moment. This this really is an amazing piece of work, and it's ended up on so many people's lists as well. I've, I've seen so many people just rating this and raving about it. Pete, I mean, we, we couldn't leave this one out, really, could we? It's, it's just so good. Really sort of mm. compact album, but it's so, just so good. Yeah, and I think, you know, it is. It's, it's, it's as good a, you know, extreme metal album, you know, or at least for my taste, anyway, as there has been this year. It is. It's so good. It sounds enormous, utterly dark, and combination of you know bits of death and black and war metal and sludge. You'd have to describe them as like a supergroup, but that's it's almost like a toxic term. But yeah, and it's toxic because it's never the sum of its parts. Somehow they've done something greater than the sum of the parts. Which, bearing in mind you're talking primitive man, blood incantation, spectral voice, and chemists, is you wouldn't think was possible. I suppose. <laughs> The, the the exception to the rule the whole thing I, I just you know I, I just love it I still listen to this like came out in April and still regularly listen to this and and I, I barely find time to listen to much else and like considerations for the podcast nowadays uh, but I always make time for this it, it, it has this all pervasive clouded doomed atmosphere to it which across the whole thing which is just completely addictive yeah I think we we sort of commented before that even if you didn't know it was all these members of different bands, you'd still pick it up because it's just it, it's so rip roaring and and just crazy levels of it's kind of like what you'd look for in in a record of this type. You know, it's it's dark, it's heavy, it's got this shroud of an atmosphere to it, and can't really sort of praise it enough. Really, it's. It's earned its place here, and it's earned its place on a lot of people's lists because it it just rages. It's just so good. So yeah, you can get this at blackcurse-svr.bandcamp.com. Uh, the album's called Endless Wound, and we're going to play the song Enraptured by Decay.
time, a band that have earned their place like tenfold uh, on this podcast this year. I think we've played most of their releases this year. They've had four incredible selections to sort of get fans excited, really. So Thou have been around for a long time, but uh, this seems to have been their year again in a year where they're not able to tour and pretty much they live on the road. Um, they're, they're sort of a very nomadic band in terms of uh, spending their time uh, playing across the world, really. Their release with Emma Ruth Rundle this year, May Our Chambers Be Full, is, is the one that's made it, but I, I think we could have picked any of them, really. I mean, this is a really amazing record, isn't it, Pete? But the the others that they've put out this year have just been incredible, too. I mean, the compilation of Nirvana covers that they've been putting on Seven Inches and compilations for years, their work with The Body this year. It's just been amazing, hasn't it? It doesn't surprise me. You know, they're, they're just they're the best out there. They're prolific, and they're you know they're just like this honed machine to creating the most special kind of sludge music there is. So within all of that, they still have an element of they still can bring a surprise, um, and that's what this record did. And I yeah. think this is why it deserves the recognition. It's probably my album of the year. It did. It, it's so good, and for for. It, it can't be easy a collaboration to me you know i've not been in a band but there must be an extremely kind of almost like cogs in a machine hierarchy of decision making and songwriting within all bands you know so there's a recognition of how that process works i guess and how how a collaboration would then throw that I, you know how how you just don't end up in like this inevitable inevitable awkwardness and in, in kind of you first and you know not you know how you kind of do that it's just beyond me. So what you find with collaborations is, uh, you, you know, you can even at the best, they, you know, they accommodate that through expanse and kind of maybe like lack of precision, you know, free form jams rather than actual precise songwriting. Things like say waste of space orchestra. Um, which was uh, Aranzi Pazuzu and Darkwood Arising. Brilliant record, but this, you know, almost like a freeform black metal doom jam thing going on. But this record isn't that. You know, Thou and uh, Emery Thrundle, they've achieved something which feels like a fully realised album. You know, if you didn't know differently, you could think this was already, you know, just one band. Um, it's incredibly tight-knit. The playlist is, it accentuates the both elements. It, you know, the, the it's seamless. It's, it's incredible. Uh, and it's just testament to how special both acts are. Yeah, I think the, the song we played before, um, Ancestral Recall, is, is the one they've led with. And, and that's definitely a highlight for me. But the whole thing together just works. I mean, the, the only thing I can compare it to, and I hate to compare them, but um, Julie Christmas doing the Court of Lunar EP a few years ago, um, mm. it just sounds like she's enveloped into the band. And it's the same with Emma here um she sounds like she's in thou it yep. doesn't sound like some someone just doing a turn in a band it, it sounds like she's actually part of it and i wouldn't be surprised if we saw this rolled out live um across 2021 and, and beyond yeah. really well it came together in a roadburn invitation didn't yes. it i think um yeah walter from roadburn kind of you know almost invited that to the thing it makes it even more incredible that that you know it's happened as it has and it's happened so well absolutely and just between us playing uh that original one they've actually uh, sort of set out the release in january of something called the helm of sorrow which is like a companion ep uh, they've got one song on that called hollywood uh, available so far so you can go and listen to that at thou 
www.bandcamp.com. But yeah, um, if you've not heard this record, and I'd be amazed if you've listened to this podcast and you haven't, yeah, May Our Chambers Be Full is just a masterpiece, really. So atmospheric, so complimentary to both parties as well, really sort of shows what they can do. We're going to play the song Magical Cost, and uh, yeah, see what you think to this. We really enjoyed it.
tenth entry uh, into the podcast tonight, which is one more than we usually do, uh, is the band Jupiterian, who released like one of the most progressive, um, sludgy kind of doom albums um, of 2020, really, um, in the shape of uh, Proto Sapien. Um, we played a track off it um, quite a while ago now, but um, yeah, this this album's really kind of grown on me. I think they previewed a lot of tracks before this came out, but the whole thing together is how I like to listen to this one. So it's just murky as hell, isn't it, Pete? And it's yeah. it's kind of dark and it yeah they they sort of compare it to the sound of tectonic plates shifting, which is so apt. I think <laughs> yeah yeah that giant nail is uh, you know what my feelings towards this earlier and, and as naff as it sounds this it's almost equally astral as it is uh, subterranean it's psychedelic and it's sludge it's you know it's of the stars and it's of the dirt it's it, it somehow combines you know uh, you know psych and prog and a horrible you know muddied wonderful gurgling sound that could be you know almost like a like a finished death metal but transposed onto doom um, and that just makes them sound completely different and, and sound brilliant. Yeah, I think um, reviews have, have, have used the same terminology in this. I mean, people have called right. it an album with depth, unforgiving, hooks in immediately. It's it's that exact thing, isn't it? It's it's a very dense, wallowing kind of record. It's mm. something to kind of put on and and ignore everything around you really it's it's not really an easy listen by any means no, but no that's a, a, part of its charm really the approaches on the, the bits of it which almost sound like mantric you know it's yeah. like ritualistic offerings a bit like you know band i mentioned before dark but arising or, or even like ephemamot you know in terms of yes. approach um but then you know then all of a sudden this kind of guttural death doom vocal will come in or it's a top of like post metal landscape and it's, it's putting all that into this, you know, basically death sludge thing, and that's kind of what Jupiterian, and therefore that's that's you know that's unique, and that's why you know you know you saying you've been playing this more and more. I've been playing this you know regularly since we since it came out, um, and that's the best sign there is. You know that's that's how you should pick your albums of the year. Yeah, if something stayed with you, and if something is this kind of monolithic and addictive to listen to. Then yeah, yeah, that's why it's here basically. Yeah, I, I struggle to find a song off this to sort of showcase it because everything on here is really, really good. We played a song called "Mere Humans" before, which I think was the um, lead trail for this record. They did a video for it and everything, which is great. You should go and watch that as well. But I wanted to just highlight the song "Capricorn" because it, it just sounds. It's got very elongated intro, but once it gets going, it's absolutely amazing. So you can get this at jubiterian.bandcamp.com. Yeah, like I say, I'm going to play the song Capricorn uh, and we'll see you in 2021 for hopefully more of the same. Bye. 